Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Vayera. Thank everyone for coming a night early this week. Uh, but uh, I think on the web I've gotten uh, um, uh, questions and and uh, bakashas to do it earlier in the week, so maybe this week could, uh, we could comply. Uh, so let's start up this Tuesday night version of Parshas Vayera. So again, Vayera, obviously the major feature is at the end of the Parsha, which hopefully we'll have a chance to talk about. But if anybody wants more... Related to the Akedah, there is a separate shear online that I gave a couple of years ago. Actually, not probably the last year. It's only been a year. Last year in somebody's house in, uh, in Beit Shemesh um, on Yu Torah for just a shear on the Akedah itself. But we'll touch on it at the end. Uh, but let's start off, though, with the beginning of the Parsha. Beginning of the Parsha in Parsha's Vayera. Rashi, commenting on the discussion of Avraham and the Malachim, Pasuk Gimel, Vayomar. Avraham, after seeing the Malachim, seeing men in a distance, he runs to them, he bows down, they bow down. Avraham says, Please don't pass by. What does that mean? So Rashi quotes, Tupshatim. Whether that is a Lashon Kodesh or a Lashon Chol. Rashi says in Pasuk, Pasuk Gimel, that that word Aleph Dalad Nun Yud first shot in in Rashi La Gadol Shavehem Amar so it's Adunai my master right he said it to the to the to the, the head of the group of three V'Karam Kulam Adunim Ula Gadol Amar Al Nosavor don't pass by don't leave let me let me uh, be machnes you let me fulfill the mitzvah V'Kivin Shalol Yavarhu Yabdu Chadir Avimo Ublashin Zehu Cho it is a washon of not a divine Lashon. Like you're talking to a person. That's what it means, Lashon Chol. You can have a chair if you're more comfortable. Feel free. Dover Acher. Kodeshu. Second shot is no. It is a Lashon Kodesh. Vahaya Omer Laha Kodesh Baruchu Lahamtin Lo Ad Sheyarutz V'yachnes Asa'archim. The second shot is that, no, he's talking to Hashem. He said, God. He was in the middle of talking to Kodesh Baruchu. He says, God, you know, just wait a minute because I, ha- I have some guests to take care of. So, does Adonai mean my master, or is it Shem Hashem? And he's saying, Hashem, please wait for me so that I can take care of the guests. If we say it's the second approach, that he's talking to God, then this is, Pasuk is the source for the Gemara in Masech Shabbos, which Rashi also quotes elsewhere, the principle of G'dola Hachnasas Archim Yoser Mehakbalas Panei Greater is bringing guests into my house Greater than Pnei Ashkina, right? He was talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and he tells God, you know, wait a minute, I have to just have some guests to uh, take care of. You know, you have the greatest, the greatest, uh, most chash of a person in the in the office. Uh, you know, they're they're unavailable. You can't disturb them. And yet here, you have these Arab merchants, whatever they were, walking through, and Avram tells Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you know, wait a minute, and let me let me take care of these guests. Unbelievable halacha. The question, though, is, we know this halacha from Avraham. Avraham did it. Avraham ran away from Hashem to go to the guests, so we know it from Avraham. How did Avraham know it? How did Avraham know that he was allowed to leave HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence and go take care of the guests? We only know it afterwards, but how did he know it? He was the first Jew. How did he know that he was uh, supposed to leave? So I heard the following thought from Rav Shechter. He says, the Velt asked the question. I didn't see this question inside, but this is, uh, he says, maybe it could be answered based on a Rambam. A Rambam that many are familiar with. Says the Rambam in source number one, in his Hakdama 
to Perek Chelek. The Rambam has three famous Hakdamas, three important Hakdamas. One, he has Hakdama to all of Mishnayis, Hakdama of Perish Mishnah, where he sets out the bases of Torah Shabal Pet, the different parts of Torah Shabal Pet. Part second Hakdama is his Hakdama to Pirkei Avos, right, also called Shmona Prakim. And then the third Hakdama is his Hakdama to the last Perek in Sanhedrin. Well, it's the last Perek in Mishnayis and the second to last Perek in Gemara. Perek Chelek, Perek Chelek. So there, the first mission of Chelek is Kol Yisrael Yeshulam Chelek Olam Haba. So the Raman there talks all about Olam Haba and Tchias Hamesim, and he, all, he has that's where he lays out the thirteen principles of faith, which later form the basis for the Animamins. So the seventh Animamin, which we say, which is, comes from the Rambam in source number one, the Hayesod Hashavii, the seventh Yesod, the seventh tenet of Judaism is Nevuas Moshe Rabbeinu. The Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu being unique. Vuhu, this is. Shina'amin, shehu avian, shall call on avim, shakadmu the fun of Abba Macharav. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Navi, nobody preceded, or nobody came after Moshe that reached his level. Hakol haim lamata mimenu b'mayla. All of them were a notch lower. However close they got, they were a notch lower. That's one of our animamins. That Moshe Rabbeinu was different, right? Also in Yigdal. Right? Yigdal comes from the Animamids, which comes from the Rambam, Spirit of Mishnais. Right? So that's the, that's the, nobody was like Moshe. He was the chosen one from out of any person. They're the greatest that anyone ever achieved before him or after him. He reached angelic level, 40 days and 40 nights, without eating and drinking. There was no wall, there was no mechitza between him and the divine as much as a human being could reach. Right? We, Hashem says in Kisisa that he can't see God Perfectly, he can't understand God perfectly, but as much as a human being can reach, Moshe reached that. Nothing, nothing held him back. So then the Rambam later goes on to explain specifically what was the difference between Nevuas Moshe Rabbeinu and Nevu, other Sharnavim. What was the difference between the two? Says the Rambam, four differences. Four differences between how all other prophets received prophecy and how Moshe Rabbeinu received prophecy. Number one, says the Rambam, now the next paragraph, where I wrote the line, line one. Four differences. Number one. There's some type of middle force in Emtsai. Not an interpreter, but it's not direct. It's not like, I, I'm, like I'm talking to my friend. That's not how God talks to uh, to the other Nevi'im. It's it's like sometimes you it, it's a, it's more distant. It's not like there are two beings talking directly to each other. Umoshe b'liem soy. Moshe, as the Pazit says in Baloscha, there's no middleman, middle being. Kamosha Amar pe'el pe'al daber both, mouth to mouth, face to face. Number two, which is going to be the one important for us. All prophets, Avraham, Yoshua, Eliyahu Anavi, Elisha, all prophets, they were sleeping or in some type of trance when they, uh, 
receive nevuah. Kamosh Amar Bakam Bakamos Bachalom Halayla Vayachalom Bachalom Chizayin Halayla. Or the end of line nine. Obiom Achar Tardema No Felas Alanavi. Or like somebody, he's unconscious. He can't move. He loses all faculties. That's what. That's when the navi receives it. Skipping. Umoshe Balo Adibor Bayom Buomi Bishnekruvim. Moshe. He's awake. He's alive. He's cognizant of what's going on. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. So, number one, direct. Number two, sleeping versus awake. Number three, the top of the next column. He starts shaking. It's like he's having a seizure. He's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. Not only does he is he, is he in a trance, but he, he's, he's sick. He can't move. And Moshe Rabbeinu obviously is not. Moshe Rabbeinu, he's awake. And the fourth one says the Rambam on line 15, Who calls the meeting? All other Nevi'im, God calls the meeting. It's not up to them. Whatever God decides, if God doesn't want to talk to me for 40 years, He won't talk to me for 40 years. If He wants to talk to me once in my life, He'll talk to me once in my life. That's, that's it. But Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu could call the meeting. Line 24. Ava Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Hevinu Kozman Sheyirtzeh Omar Imdu Veshmah Ma'itzav Hashem Lochem. Right? By Benos Slavchad, by other cases, Moshe Rabbeinu has the choice. Number two difference, though, can answer our question. What was number two difference? Moshe Rabbeinu was the only Navi that was awake when he received Nevuah. Meaning, Avram Avinu, amongst other Nevi'im, he was sleeping. He was in a trance. Says Rav Shechter now, quoting the Velt, who asked this question. Again, back to our question. We know that Avram could leave the, that we could leave the Hakabalas Paneshchina to go to guests from Avram. But how did Avram know? Let's think about it. How did Avram see the guests? Wasn't he in a trance? Wasn't he sleeping? Didn't he lose all faculties? How did he see the guests? It must be, this was an exception. Usually he was in a trance, but for somehow he was able to see these guests. So Avram thinks to himself, why am I seeing these guests? Why is God giving me the ability to see these guests? You know what? It must be he wants me to see these guests. It must be he wants me to care for these guests. Gedola, hachnas azarchim, yoser mehakbalas paneashchina. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Avram to himself, must have wanted it. I never have nevuah like this. I'm awake. So it must be he wants me to see these guests. That's how Avram Avinu knew. And just continuing and finishing the thought, Rav Shechter himself writes, I found it in Mipnine Harav, where's his second sefer on, on Rav Salvechik. He quotes this idea, maybe it came from the Rav originally, where he quotes that maybe this was part of even a Nisayon, a test for Avram. Seeing guests, seeing people in need while he was in the middle of his own spiritual involvement. What was Avram going to do? Was he going to stop and take care of others? Was he going to stop and make sure these travelers had? Or was he going to only worry about himself and his own spiritual needs? Rites from Shechter, Venera line 4, in source 2. Venera Shekhan Avram Avinu. Like I mentioned last week, the 10 tests of Avram Avinu, a few of them, everybody agrees were tests. We know there were 10, Mishnah Pergeavos. But what were those 10? So the Akedah was a test, or Kasim was a test. But the other 8, there are questions about. What was a test? What wasn't a test? So this might have been a test. Right? The Malachim. To test him. Would Avram stop to take care of the guests? 
When he stops, what does Hashem say? Meaning, Avram Avinu is worried about the other. We'll get back to this soon also. He passed the tests. He passed the test. He wasn't like Shechem. He even davened for Shechem. This was part of the Nisayun. And this is even the basis, maybe, for a halacha that we know from Mesechus Brachas. We know halachas that don't apply bizman azed. The second parak in Brachas talks about when am I allowed to be mafsik during Kriya Shema? What if I'm scared of somebody? What if I have to give respect for somebody? All different shitos. Where does that come from? You're in the middle of Kriya Shema. How are you able to be mafsik? So nowadays the Shulchan Aruch says, we all know that somebody comes to you in Kriya Shema, you can just say, no, no, no. You show them the sitter. So you don't have to say anything, even if the greatest, your greatest Rebbe comes. But, says the, says of Shechter, that this might be the the makar line eleven. is like that meeting that Avram Avinu was having. He was accepting God's dominion, and during that time, you could go say hello to somebody. Not say hello to somebody, but if somebody is you have to give respect to. Part of our Kabbalah Shamayim is a recognition of the Tzalem Elohim of every fellow Jew. And therefore, it's part of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu to leave His presence, to be mafsik and go and go take care of others' others' needs. That's our getting us off the ground. Verse number one. Let's go back a Pasuk now. Go back a Pasuk. Second Pasuk in the Parsha. When he first sees the Malachim, Vayisa ina Vayar, Avraham Avinu lifts up his eyes and he sees, Vihine Shlosha Nashim Nisavim Alav, three men are standing, Vayar, and he sees, right, Rashi already points out why there are two Vayars. He saw already. What does he see now? So we'll get back to that. Vayarat Slikrasam, he pesach ha'awel, he runs out of the tent, Vayishtacho Artsa, and they bow down. So Rashi, a number of Rashis here, let's focus on the first Rashi, the Pasik, Vihine Shlosha Nashim, three men, Right? Why, why were there three? Why, why do you need three malachim? Just send one malach. It's achnosis oreach. So why not achnosis oreach? Why achnosis orachim? No, you needed three. Three malachim, three jobs. Echo levaser asara. One, two, announce to Sarah she's going to have a baby. The echo lafoka stone. And one, two, over, overturn stone. The echo the rapos is Avraham. And one to heal Avraham. She'ein malach echad oseshte shlichus. One malach, two jobs, can't be. One malach, one job. He can't have too much on his head. You gotta, you gotta be able to have focus. So one malach can only have two, do, have one job. Teidalacha, shekein kola parsha hu maskirim blashin rabim. Cause look, says Rashi, in all the parsha, when they're acting together, it's all the plural. Vayochelu, vayomru elav. Ubibisora namar, but then when they fulfill their tasks, it switches to the singular. Vayomer shova shubalecha. I will return in the singular, and you'll have a child. Ubahafika sezomu omer kilo uchalasostavar. I can't do anything. Ulafilti afchi. That's the first part of Rashi. Let's stop there for a second. So there were three malachim sent because the malach is not allowed to do two jobs. The Maharal in his commentary on Rashi and the Gurarya here just gives us a little better understanding of why. Why can't one malach do two jobs? What's the problem? Why can't why can't I do two jobs? So I'll do two. Well. No, he's there anyway. So let him do two jobs. Says the Maharal. No, we don't understand. What is a Malach? Pirish, source three. Tam Hadavar 
Sheinyan hamalach. Bottom left of the first page. Inyan hamalach. Who ashlichus? A malach exists. What is a malach? A malach is, ex- is a being that exists to fulfill a shlichus of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Lakach nikra malach lashon shlichus. Malach. What's the def- how do you translate malach? Angel. Which doesn't mean angel. Ain't no malach means a shliach, a messenger. Moshe Rabbeinu is called a malach in one place. That's what a malach is, because the whole mahus of a malach is what he has to do from God. The name of a malach is based on their shlichus. Malach Rafael is because he does refuah. Malach Gavriel, Malach Michal, it's all, they all have, they're named based on their job. If there's one malach that has two jobs, he's really not one malach. It's really two malachim. Because a malach is no more than the job that he is sent to do. Again, we can't understand exactly what a malach is. They're not these creatures flying around with wings, but they are spiritual beings, which means they don't have any physical... We can't, we can't imagine what a malach is. But it is some type of being that a Kaddish Baruch created to fulfill a job, and it's created to fulfill that job. That's why you can't have one malach to do two jobs, or else it'll be two malachim. The same thing, if two malachim do one job, you shnei malachim malach echad. That's not really two malachim, it's really one malach. Because that is their entire creation. Why were they created? To fulfill a certain shlichus. That's the Maharal. To give us a little more understanding, even though it's still about malachim, so it's somewhat hard to understand about why one malach can't fulfill two shlichus. But now let's continue reading the Rashi. Again, Rashi says, makes a big deal, he even proves it from Sukkim, that a malach can only do one job. But if we keep reading the very... It's in the same Rashi, the same Debra Maskal. Rashi continues and says, V'Rafael Sharifa es Avraham Halach Micham Lahatzilas Lot Raphael, he healed Avraham. The very next line of Rashi, he went to save Lot from Stone. Rashi, four lines, one malach, one job, one malach, one job. By the way, the malach that healed Avram, he was the one that saved Lot. Many Mepharshim ask. Rashi's contradicting himself with two two, two lines. One malach, one job, and by the way, Rafal did two jobs. So before we give many answers, we'll do one answer, but uh, Rabbi Isaac Bernstein, he quoted the story uh, of Shlomo Kluger. Shlomo Kluger, one of the greats from the uh, end of the 1700s, early 1800s, one of the loudspeakers against the beginning of the reform movement. So he, he was a rav in Broid for 50 years, more than 50 years. When he first came uh, to the city, one of, his, one of his first days there, there was Rahman al-Islan, uh, an old man who was very, very sick, deathly ill. And in the house with the man, his son had a baby boy. And it was the eighth day. It's the eighth thing. So it's bris. So he walks in, new rub in town, and he says, What's going on? What's with the bris? The reason I came to Right? What, what, what did we learn that from? Bris, Mila, Akeda. So he said, No, no, we're waiting because we don't know what's going to happen with Zeta. You know, we want to use the name. So we're waiting to see what happens with Zeta. And then. You know, Zayda should uh, should go in in, in a good shah, but whenever you know, who knows? He's he's at at. So uh, Rishlamo Kluger says, do the bris mila now. Do the bris mila now. Do the bris now. Don't wait a minute. New rough. He says it. Okay, we have to show that we we want the rabbi. We brought him up. Do the bris. So 
They do the bris. Five minutes later, the rafua starts for the grandfather and starts getting better and better. They're like, whoa. Wow. Our new rabbi's a navi. Our new rabbi's a baal mofes. Look what he did. Amazing. He tells to the bris. Amazing. So they quote him. They're like, they're like, Rebbe, this was the beginning of a long relationship as we know from hindsight. You know, how'd you know? Did you like say some kind of incantation? Did you... Did He said, it's my first Rashi. I don't know what you're getting so excited about. He says, my first, what kind of Rashi are you talking about? We also learn Rashi on Chumash. What kind of... He says, no, it's a Rashi beginning of Ayera. What does it say? It says that the Malach that went to heal Avraham also saved Lot. What does that mean? What does that mean? One Malach can't do Shlichuyos. No, it just means he did his Shlichus. He went down to, to Avraham and while he was there, he looked, okay, I'm as well, save Lot. I knew Elio Anovi was coming and the Malach of all comes to every baby. Rismila, he's got to take care of the baby. I was hoping, you know, if he comes, you know, He'll, he'll piggyback, he'll do another, he'll look next door, he'll look at Zayda next door. So I was hoping that, so Baruch Hashem, it worked for Lot and it worked for your grandfather too. Mazel Tov and everybody should have a Rafur. That's the story of Shlomo Kluger on the, on the Rashis. But one answer, see, maybe he tried to answer to the Rashi, maybe one, one answer given by Mepharshim, which is not on your sheet, by a number of Mepharshim, they say that maybe really it's not too shlichio. Saving Lot and healing Avraham is both about Hatzalah. Avraham Avinu was in, was in pain, which, which was uh, not, not life-threatening, but maybe Rafu and Hatzalah are similar, similar ideas. I gave you another answer from the Nachlas Yaakov, which I don't know if we've seen before. The Nachlas Yaakov is the Nesivas. Rabbi Yaakov Milisa, he wrote many Achronish uh, Svarim that we learn in the Yeshiva, but he also has a little safer on Chumash, the Nachlas Yaakov. So he quotes the question, Source 4. One angel, two shlichios, and then this malach, Rafael, did both. Venire, says the Nachas Yaakov. What does it mean that one malach can't do two shlichios? So again, we're talking about malachim here. This is the last, I think, I think the last somewhat Kabbalistic idea or idea that's a little parech bavir for tonight. But we have to answer the question. We're talking about angels. It's going to be a little up there. Upir Shemafarshim says the Nachlas Yaakov. The Mafarshim explain. Shemikoach Avon Nivra Malach Mashchis. Every mitzvah that we do, there's a Malach created, a destructive Malach. And that causes problems. Right? Every mitzvah that we do creates a, every Avera that we do creates a negative force in the spiritual realm. And we say in Perkeyavos that we dive in the, you know, we should have a prakliten. Right? But whenever we do a mitzvah, we, we gain a, a defense attorney. We gain a Shemaim a defense attorney. And it stands at my side. So every malach that helps us out really comes from us. We did the mitzvah, we created this defense attorney in Shemayim to help us to stand up. Right, Baruch was deciding whether to do something. So the defense attorney, look, look at this guy. Look what he did yesterday. Look what she did. Unbelievable. Look at Baruch And the other one says, oh, you, you hear that Lashon Hara? Unbelievable. There's, so there's, they're finding out so we have defense attorneys. So we create our own, our own, uh, right? It's not about who has the most money, who can hire the best attorneys. Our life creates our attorneys. Right? Lost in Lavo. 
That's what it means, says the Nesivas. In the Nachlas Yaakov, that one Malach cannot do two sendings. Because a Malach that's created from a mitzvah that I do, this mitzvah created a certain power for me. So if I create a, a Malach to help me, so that Malach is going to help me in a specific realm, commensurate and exactly related to the mitzvah that I did. So that's why a Malach can't do two shlichiyosah. What two jobs? Every mitzvah, one Malach, it helps me out once. That's why you can't do two things, two different things. Because that's not from the, it, does, it flows from the mitzvah that I did, and something else is not connected to the mitzvah that I did. Ulazek, Hasav Rashi, so the problem here is Lot really didn't have any malachim to help him out. If a malach naturally flows from a mitzvah that I did, so Lot, why did he deserve to be Nitzel from Sodom? Okay, he did Akras But he chose to go to Stone. Related to Stone, who says, why should he be saved? Lozek Hasav Rashi, Shapir Belot, Malach. The only schus he had was to piggyback on his uncle. Rak, schus Avram she'amdolo. Lozek Hasav she'amalach she'arib ez Avram halach la'atzul ha'slot. Because really fundamentally, one malach, one job. Answers the Nachlas Yaakov, this was an exception to the rule. Lot had to be saved, and he could only be saved with Avram Avinu's malach. The kavanaso she'amalach she'nivar b'schus Avram v'halach l'rape oso, oso schus amdolo gam l'lot. Again, somewhat of a, of a Kabbalistic idea, but as we know, it's down to earth. More mitzvahs that we do, more malachim that we have to defend us in, in Shammai. Okay, next thought. Next thought I saw, B'Shem of Salvechik. And that is, what's the connection, we could have done this at the beginning, at the end, or in the middle, what's the connection between the Parsha and the Haftorah? Question that we always have to ask. Maybe we don't ask it enough. Vayera, we know. We don't even know what the Haftorah is. What's the Haftorah for Parshas Vayera? It's the story of the Isha Shunamit. Elisha gives a son, right? He, 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 uh, he's hosted, maybe there's Hachnasas Archim, he's hosted by this woman. That's one connection between the Parsha, the Hachnasas Archim Avram Avinu, and the Hachnasas Archim of the Isha Shunamit. And we can read the story. We'll start with Pasik. The Haftorah starts off, we have it from Malachim Beis. And there was a woman that he always stayed at, and she was very nice to him. She gave him food and gave him a place to live. The Gemara Bracha says she built a separate wing on her house for this guest. It was a special guest. It was a Navi. But, so she did tremendous expands on it. Wonderful. And he says to Gechazi, his nar, he says, call, call this woman. So she comes, What can I do for you? I have a lot of power. What can I do for you? Can I, can I speak to the king for you? Which we say is the king of kings. The story the Medrash says happened on Rosh Hashanah. She said, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm amongst my people. Meaning, don't single me out in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. A lot of Bali Musar talk about this Pasuk. But it continues. What should I do? And Gechazi says, by the way, she doesn't have a child. And the rest is history. She has a child. The child dies later on. Not for today. What is the connection between this story and our Parsha, Parsha's Vayera? So again, 
the Pashtus might be both were barren. Sarah was barren. The Ishashunami was barren. And they both was to a child. Maybe the Hachnas is Archim. The Rav said maybe there's something deeper. Question. How does the Haftarah start? The Haftarah does not start with this story. The first seven Psukim of the Haftarah are a totally separate story. And why is it there? This previous story is V'ishach at the beginning of the Haftarah. And I think this is Svarim, Ashkenazim, Temanim, all the, all, the, all the Haftarah books. There's always a different Haftarah. You have a different starting and ending point. So here, I think the, uh, there's a different ending point. But the beginning of the Haftarah, I think it's all the same. V'ishach at the beginning of the Haftarah. A wife of one of the Nevi'im was screaming to Elisha, My husband, the Navi, has died. I have no parnasa, And the creditors are coming and attacking me. Elisha says, calm down. Take a, take a deep breath. Calm down. What should I do for you? What do you have in your house? you have anything in your house? You have nothing. Have a little bit of oil. A little bit. Not much. Go borrow pails and cups and bowls. Go borrow any container that you could buy. Right? Go to Costco and buy all of those, you know, the whole package of uh, those containers. Go inside your house and close your door. And what? Go and start filling up your, your cups and your bowls. Start pouring. Because the oil is not going to stop flowing. And that's what happened. Bring me more kalim. I'm running out. I'm running out. I have no more kalim. I'm pouring. There's nothing, nothing left. And then, it stopped. And she went, sent, and she said to the, uh, she sent back to the, to Alicia, and Alicia says, okay, now sell the oil. You got plenty of money. Fine. End of story. Next pasik. Isha Shunamis. What does this story have to do with anything? What does this have to do with the parsha? Question one. Question two asked the Rav Salvechik. Fascinating that these two amazing miracles were done. First, this oil, it's like the miracle of Hanukkah, right? The oil kept flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. And the second ace, at the end of the story, the child dies, Elisha brings him back. Who were these miracles done for? Who were they done for? Miracles done on behalf of Klal Yisrael. Amazing. Who were these miracles done for? Says the Rav, it's unbelievable. We don't even know the names of these women. Isha Hashunamit, Isha Minashe Bananavim. No name. No name given. Two of the most amazing miracles in all of Tanakh. And no name given. You know what the message is, says the Rav? A true leader that takes care of his people, a true leader of Klal Yisrael, doesn't only care about the Tzibur as a whole but they care about each and every individual Jew and every singular Jew that's in need. That's what defines a leader. Even the no-names. Elisha Navi does these amazing miracles for nameless women. Amazing, wonderful women. But the Navi doesn't even feel the need to tell us who these women were because the message is a Navi does a miracle even for individual people and not for not just worrying about the klal, but worrying about the prat uprat. Klal uprat. You have to worry about the klal, you have to see the big picture, but you have to be worried about every tree and not just the whole forest. Avram Avinu. 
Avram Avinu wasn't just giving big lectures to large auditoriums about monotheism. Believe in God! But he went to every single Jew, every single person out there, spreading his beliefs. There were three Arab merchants that had a need. He was talking to God. But I'll take care of these three people. Right? Stone! Even if there are not ten, ten, ten good people, ten good people of a whole city of Roshayim, that was Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu bargaining not just for the Klau, but also for the Prat. And he'll risk his life to save one little nephew of his that really brought the trouble all onto himself anyway. What is Getting back to a question I alluded to before, remember the first Pasuk in the Parsha? The second Pasuk, he sees the Malachim and it says Vayar, Vayar two times. So Rashi already says, why the two times? The first Vayar is Re'iyah, he saw. The second Vayar is Alashan Havana. He understood. You see? Sometimes you're talking to somebody, he's like, oh, now I see it. Now you see it. You're talking for 10 minutes. No, that's Alashan Havana. You're arguing with a Chavrusa. Finally, you convince them, they understand what you're talking about. Oh, now I see. You don't see anything visually. That seeing is Alashan Havana. You understand. Avram Avinu saw, but then he understood. He understood the, ne- understood the needs of each of these. That's a Manag Yisrael. There's a Medrash in the Yalkut, source 5, top of the page. The Yalkut says, When Avram Avinu died at the end of Parshish Chayisara, Amar of Chanan Bar Rava Amar Rav, Oso Ayom Shinifter Avram Avinu, the day that Avram Avinu died, Min Ha'olam Amdu Kol Gedole Umos Ha'olam, all the leaders of the world stopped and mourned Avraham. Bishura, I'm sorry, they all came in a line. Va'amrun, what did they say? Oy lola olam, sha'avan manhigo. Va'oy lola svina, sha'avda karbanita. Woe to the world that has lost its leader. Woe to the boat that has lost its karbanit. Right, we know that word from airplanes. Zah karbanit. Right, we know that's the pilot. Right, that the, uh, it's, 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 the, it's the leader, the, 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 the Right? The captain of the boat. What's the double lashon? Asked the Rav. Whoa! The world has lost his manik. The world has lost his kabarnit. What's the double lashon? This is our case. Right? You have a leader, a manik. That's over the whole. The leader of the world. But then you have the kabarnit, the captain. The captain is worried about every single job on the boat. The captain is worried about what's going on with this guy and that guy. and this. Is everybody, each prat, fulfilling the job? And that's what they were crying about. Because Avram Avinu wasn't only interested in the general, the whole cloud. He was interested in the details. And that was Elisha as well. Helping, performing miracles for nameless women in Tanakh who are worthy of miracles. Let's continue now. Perechaf Aleph, Pasachas. Again, there's so much to talk about here. Perechaf Aleph, Pasachas. We're not going to focus on stone this year. Chafalachas. Says, let's talk a little bit about Yishmoel. So Hashem, Sarah finally has a baby, Baruch Hashem, and the name is Yitzchak, and Avram is 100 years old when he has Yitzchak, Pasukvav, Atomer Sarah, Tzchok Azali Elokim. Right, Sarah, we spoke about that last year. Avram's laugh and Sarah's laugh. Right, why was one punished and one was not? That was last year. Vaytomer, and she starts singing, unbelievable, Pasukches. Vayigdal Hayelad Vayigamal. He, her child is weaned. Yitzchak is weaned. Vayas Avram And Avram makes a big, a big party. How old was he? Rashi quotes al Chodesh. He was two, two years old. That was weans. That's the mucker. And then Shas, Shas, we say a nursing woman is assumed to nurse for two years. That's what the, the Gemara says. 
Uh, there are different halachas about fasting and other things that might apply even if a woman is not fasting. But either way, that's what, that's what happened. But Tomer Avraham, so right after Yitzchak is weans, what does she say to Avraham? Garesh Hamaz Osves Throw him out. Throw out Yishmael. Throw out Hagar. Kilo Yirash Ben Hamaz This kid is not getting a cent. Right? He's not getting anything. Avraham is very upset. Hashem says, listen to your wife. I could have a whole shear on that. Right? Vagan, um, there's no shear. It's simple. Listen to your wife. Right? So says the, um, so, so we had the whole discussion. Ask Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. What prompted Sarah to want to throw them out right at this moment, at this juncture? He's weaned. He's, he's, he's already an old, a big boy. He's a big boy already. Right? So he's at, he's at Yitzchak's three. Right? So he's already, uh, he's older. So he's, a, he's already, a, he's already a gadol. Right? So what's, sorry? What? I'm sorry, Yitzchak, I'm sorry, Yitzchak is two. Yitzchak is two, I'm saying, but he's, uh, so Yishmol is a much older, much older uh, kid. So what made her want to throw mother and son out right now? Question one. Secondly, what is it? He's, he's not getting Yerusha. Says Rabbi Yaakov, if you do the math, Avram's father is still alive. Okay, the Torah recorded his death. But really, Terach was still alive. What's Sarah busy talking about the Yerusha? What is that? Is that Derek Heretz? Yeah, dad is still, uh, dad is still in the room. You're, talking, you're already talking about the inheritance. So I'm splitting up the Yerusha. Says Rabbi Yaakov, L'chower yish l'tamua al divrei Sarah. What's Sarah doing? Ha'avram b'tkufa hi ha'yabed me'ashana. Avram was a hundred years old. Yitzchak was, right, was born. V'terach aviv ha'yadayin chai. Right? Terach was so alive. Shari Avram no lakshay terach ben shivim. Terach was 70 when Avram was born. And Terach lived till 205. Terach was so alive. V'yafapipin kfar matchila sar ladun l'svakecha dvar Yerusha so shal Avram. What's she arguing about the inheritance for? Question one. Question two is the one also we ask. Oh, Yishlit Tamua. On Vayigdal Hayeled, line 11, Haray, it's as if she didn't complain until Yitzchak was weans. Why? Haray Shlo Hagamila. By the way, this is one of the sources about, about making a Suda at different stages. Suda's Brismila, Suda's Bar Mitzvah. It's one of the sources about the, the party he made. Alvamas Mavur. He says that Yishmol was already causing trouble beforehand. Shekvark Shinoah Yishmol. Amar Yishmol. Shotim Atem. Ani Bukhar. Ani Notel Bishnayim. When Yishmol was born, Yishmol was already making a scene. So why did Sarah wait? Says Reb Yaakov, bottom of the column, Amnam. In insight, into just the mitzvahs of the time. The mitzvahs of the time will help explain why this was delayed. Says Rabbi Yaakov, Amnam biyur hadavarhu. Let me explain. We see many places in the Torah. Tibizmanehem kishahaya leish yoser meisha achas. When a man had more than one wife, which is common in the Torah. Right? Separate tent per wife. Right? We know from Yaakov and Leah, right? Rachel and Leah, for sure. Right? The Torah says specifically, right? He went from one OL to another, right? When Lavan kept, kept, went looking. He went from one OL looking for his trophim, went to the other OL, went back to the OL. Right? So we know, we know from Ruvain, the whole story of Ruvain and, uh, Vayishkav. So we know there were different tents. So here too, Hagar, and Sarah must have had different tents. 
When Yitzchak was born and he had a bris milah, Avram didn't have his own tent. Right? So, actually he did, because it says, oh, if there's a Rashi in this week's par- last week's parasha, first he set up his wife's tent, then he set up his own tent. See, also, but I guess he didn't, um, when they wanted to be with his wife, he went to their tent. So, where did Yitzchak stay as he was nursing for two years? He was in Sarah's tent. So, basically, Sarah didn't go out of the tent for two years. By that time already, Yishmael was in Avram's tent, which Sarah wasn't there anymore, because now she had a baby. Yishmael was with Hagar until he was weaned. When Yishmael was independent enough, then he went into Avram's tent when he was older. Skipping line 14. Sarah didn't hang out in Avram's tent. Sarah had her own tent. And Hagar had her own tent. If this is all true, says Rabbi Yaakov, now we understand what's going on here. Only the first two years of Yitzchak's life, he wasn't in the environment. He wasn't in the sviva. There wasn't the competition between the kids because Yishmael was by Avraham. And Yitzchak was by Sarah. No problems yet. He had a great chevra at that time. His mother. That's all he needed. But now that Yitzchak's coming to Avram's tent, and Avram makes a big party. Uncle says, from Chasal Sidur Pesach. Right? He finished. He finished. Line, two, line 22. He became independent and going to Avram, just like we make a bar mitzvah suda. Skipping line thirty. Now he sees the two of them. She sees the two of them together. She sees the two. Now she sees the two sons. The contrast. She sees what's in front of her. She wasn't focused on him till now. He was with Yishmael was with Hagar, and then he was with Avraham. Sorrow stayed out of it. She didn't really. Have a handle on Yishmael at this time. Ah, oh, he's going to get to that in a second. But now, it's it's much meduig in the pasuk. The pasuk says Yisrael was weaned, and the very next pasuk, throw him out, throw Yishmael out. What's the connection? Says Rebecca, beautiful, because right when he's weaned, and now he goes to Avraham, and now she sees them. Now he says, it can't be. Vahainu, exactly what you just said, 36. This isn't talking about the money. Notice what Avram, Hashem said to Avram, Meaning, who's going to be your mamali makom? Who's going to follow your footsteps, Avraham? Right, it's not going to be Yishmael. Right, it's going to be, it's going to be Yitzchak. Right, ki be Yitzchak, ki karlo and that's what he told that. That's why she tells Avraham now to throw her out now, because now is the time that it's the proper time to throw him out. Okay, that helps us with the just the pshat of the psukim. Why she? Why she waited? Now let's talk a little bit about the akeda. Yeah, we can spend, as I said, a whole shear on the akeda. Let's talk a little bit about it. First pasuk. First pasuk in the akeda. Perach of Dalid. Perachabez, I'm sorry, Perachabez, Vayihi, Achar, Adram, Ha'ela, 
after these things, not for this year, but look at the Rashbam, amazing Rashbam, if you've never seen it before, Achar Hadvaram what is the connection between the previous Parsha of the bris made between Avraham and Avimelech and the Akedah, unbelievable Pshad of the Rashbam, who is no, who writes that he's giving Pshad of the Psukim, Right, right, the beginning of Yeshev, the Rashbam says, amazingly, if my grandfather, Rashi, ha- had had more time, he would have redone his whole commentary, more Pshuta Shomikra. That's what the Rashbam writes at the beginning of Parshat Vayeshev. So here, he gives an amazing Pshat connection, which, which nobody else gives, but not for right now. Hashem tests Avraham. That's why this one has to be a Nisayan, because the Torah calls it a Nisayan. What exactly is a Nisayan? What does it mean? Nisus Avraham. So if you look in the Rishonim, they give two opposite pshatim. What's a Nisayon? Says the Ramban. Ramban in Source 7. Well, Akim Nisus Avraham. Inyan Hanisayon Huladaiti. Says the Ramban, in my view, bottom of the page, bottom of the page, same page. Source 7. Ba'abur ha'yos ma'isa ha'adam rishus mechlekas mechletas biyado. A person has bechira chavshis. A person has bechir chashes to do whatever they want. Yikrani sayon mitzad hamenusa. I gave a bechin in yeshiva today. Should have told him this. The nisayon is mitzad hamenusa. It's called a test from the vantage point of the tested. Meaning, aval hamenasa yisbarach yitzave bol hotzi davar menakoach alapoel. It's not like God needed the akeda to know what Avram could do. Hashem knew. Avraham. But Hashem wanted to show Avraham what Avraham could do. Every test is not given because the Menaseh needs to know, but the Menuse needs. A great teacher who's really has that connection with the student, really knows what every student, you know, a good teacher can tell what every student's going to get on the test, basically. Right, which students are going to ace it? They'll make maybe some silly mistakes. Which students are going to be totally, forget it. They know, they know. Why do they give a test then? Because they want to show, they want to show, look what you could do, look what you know. Look what you could accomplish. It's Misada Menusa. So says the Ramban, that was this test too. I know you have a great heart, but I want to give you great schar for your actions. And so too, says the Ramban, they're all from the vantage point of Avraham. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar though has an opposite type of approach. Rebbe Bachai says it wasn't for Avraham, but it was for others. This is Rebbe Bachai in Source 8. Let's start talking about the Akeda, the story that protects Klal Yisrael throughout the generations. It's not from Hashem's vantage point. That I'll agree with Ramban. Ela Eitzel Habrios. But it's from the people's standpoint, but not from Avram's. To show everyone else what is, look what the level a, a person could get to. Maybe Avram also knew it. But look, to show everybody else. Then he quotes the, uh, the connection, but is to show everybody else. Show everybody else. They're going to hear about what Avram did when Sarah heard about it. She was shocked. But when everybody else hears, what does it mean to be a Maimin Bashem? That's the, it's not Mitzat Avraham, but it's Mitzat others. And just one other expansion of this, the Radak also says in Source, no, source 9, yes, Mitzat others, but not specifically of that generation. 
It's for all Doros. Vaha MS, line 7. Kiani Sayanazek Kedela Haros Lobneha Olam. Avas Avram Ashlema Lakel is to show us the great love Avram has. Velonaselosam Adoros, Elodoros, Haboim, Hamamina Batarshek, Kazamosha Rabenu. All of those who believe in Taras Moshe. Mipiakel, Ubisipuria, Sheyiru, Adhechan, Igia, Avas Avram Lakel, Vyumudu Bimedu Avas Hashem. Bechol of Abba, Bechol Nafsham. To know that everything comes from Akadish Baruchu. And we can't understand everything, but that's what it means to be Avas Hashem. To do what Akadish Baruchu asks. But because he says it, that's Avas Hashem. It's an amazing story on Tamara's Daf, where the Gemara says there was a Talmud sitting in Shir and Rabbi Yochanan in Shir. And Rabbi Yochanan is giving Shir and he's talking about the great Levyasan. So all Tamara's Daf is all about the Levyasan. The Levyasan, these great major creatures that God created and we're going to save it for the Lassad Lavo. And, and the, in that, in that uh, discussion, Rabbi Yochanan is giving Shir and he says, it's talking about Yerushalayim, what's Yerushalayim going to be like the Lassad Lavo? So the Gemara says that Rabbi Yochanan said in Shir, the gates of Yerushalayim are going to be made from these stones that were like 30 amos by 30 amos. Huge stones. And HaKadosh Baruch was going to make a doorway out of them. So, of Talmud Echad. The Gemara says that a Talmud, you know, laughed. Oh, Talmud mocked Rabbi Yochanan. Oh, come on. Such big stones. You're making it up. So Rabbi Yochanan, not, nothing, Rabbi Yochanan didn't respond. The Gemara does not record a response. The Gemara says, Liyamim. Days later, what happened? This Talmud was on a boat. Some say it was a vision. Some say it was a real boat. And he sees in Shamayim Malachim carrying these humongous stones and chiseling them. And he asked them, what are you doing? And they say, oh, these are for Yerushalayim, Lasalavo. So he's shocked. So he goes back, gets off the boat, or if it was a vision, he wakes up the next morning. He goes to Shir and says, Rabbi Yochanan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I saw it. Now I believe it. Rabbi Yochanan says, that's Emuna. That's Emunah. Oh, you saw it, so now you believe it? That's not called Emunah. And the Gemara says that that Talmud did not have such a good fate. Avas Hashem. Emunah Hashem means we don't understand things, but we trust. We have Emunah. Says the Radak. Avram Avinu. He did it. That's Avas Hashem. Avas Hashem. Avram Avai. The Pazik says in Tehillim, I think. Or elsewhere in, the, in Tanakh. Avram. Avram was Avas Hashem. So that's what it means is to teach us. So what's the Nisayan? The Ramban Mitzad Avraham. The Rabbeinu Bachai Mitzad the others of that door. The Radak Mitzad others of all generations. But one other thought related to the Akedah. This I um, just came across. Somebody pointed it out to me this year. So it was not in the Akedah Shir. Those who are who were at or who will listen Bez Hashem. Question. Ask the Lekach Vahalibu for Avram Shur in source number 10. Ha'olam makshim al nisayin ha'akeita. The Olam asks, Ki kol Yehudi shayya shomeya me'akadosh baruchu, kach nas pinchas yichidcha. Let's say God came to any of us and said, do this. Ha'yaholich latzon ratzon kono. If God asks me to do something, so then wouldn't, wouldn't I listen? Even if something is is challenging to do, even if something is difficult. But it was difficult, it was hard, but God asked him to do it. What was the uniqueness? There must be something deeper. The uniqueness of this Nisayon. So many perfect Jews. Without a nevuah, they gave their lives to Moshe Nefesh. 
So what exactly? It has to be something deeper here. So he quotes an unbelievable pshat from Rashach in the Avi Ezri. I don't have to say unbelievable. He said, Dvarim Niflaim. Kiyadua, relating back to the first vart we said. We always like to connect the beginning and the end of the shir. Relating back to the first vart. The nevuah from Hashem, as we know, except by Moshe, but by all of the Nevi'im, it was aspaklar mi'ira. It wasn't totally clear. Like all the differences the Rambam mentioned. He was sleeping, he lost his faculties, and it wasn't direct. That's called in Chazal aspaklaria she'ina mi'ira. Not a clear vision. Verak Moshe Rabbeinu rab aspaklaria mi'ira. Only Moshe Rabbeinu saw it. Moshe Rabbeinu, Chazal, the beginning of Parshish Matos. Zeh ha'davar, Shetziva. Zeh, he was so, it was so clear to him, it was zeh. It was clear. V'yadua mash'amar ma'aral dischem chen kazaprit tzadik. To call it our limbs of Moshe. Okay, zeh ha'davar, let's skip that for a second. Line 18. Ulefiz ha'omer avia ezri. Anamivim es disoyin shel ha'aketa. Put in this context, let's think about this right now. Avram Avinu has a vision from God, as paklaria she'ena me'ira. And he got the tzivoy, I have to kill my son. It wasn't a clear vision. No Navi got a clear vision except by Moshe. He saw something, but every Navi has to interpret, has to figure out what a Kaddish Baruch Hu is telling him, and then go with it, and then act based upon it. So what happened here? Hashem didn't tell Avram clearly, specifically, do the Akedah. He must have said something that could be interpreted that way. But you know what? If it's Aspakla Shein Me'ira, maybe it could have been meant something else. Maybe. Would God really want me to do this? <laughs> he must mean something else. Let me try to think. It ah, can't be. It can't be that's what God wants me to do. My whole life I've been in Ishka said. Is that really what he wants me to do? If there was any type of of subjectivity in Avram's Avodas Hashem. Lohaya Maven Shanavuahu Shibavachi Manukakna's Bincha. He wouldn't have interpreted it that way. Rak Bakoakzeshayukulunaki only because he was so perfect in his Avodas Hashem. Totally he was objective in what God wants from him. Shakulunaki Mikonagias Bahabas Asmo Bano. Hayabeyachoto Liros Hanavua Kitsurasa Shitov Menu Akeda. That's the godless of Avram Avinu. Because he had such love of Akadosh Baruch Hu that even though it wasn't so clear, it was a spaklash in era, he still said, "Ah, oh, that's what he wants me to do. I'm going to do it. No excuses, no reinterpretations." I even saw it in a sefer. I forgot where it says because when, when Hashem was talking to Avraham, there were no other feelings in his life. It says Asher Ahavta. What does Ahavta mean? That you loved. It's past tense. What do you mean that you love? That you love. Shratohev. What do you mean that you loved? Because right now, Hashem says, when I'm talking to you, Avram has no other love in the world for anybody or anything else except love for God. So I sure have to. It's past tense. Because at this second, that's it. You're just focused on me. So he says, he could have reinterpreted it. But how did he succeed? It must be that was the godless of the Akedah. He had such objectivity that even though it was a spaklari era, he still took it as what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. And this, he says in the next column, he even answers the other famous question. Why is it called Avram's Nisoyin? What about Yitzchak? Yitzchak put out his neck. Right? But it's one of Avram's Nisoyinus. What about Yitzchak? Again, number of answers given. So he says, according to this, it's beautiful. Yitzchak heard from Avraham, God told me to kill you. What was Yitzchak going to do? Right? He heard it from a Navi. 
There was no, there was no svekas. No svekas. The Chassam Sofer calls that right. It was like Torah Shabbat Here's it from Avram. But but Avram, he didn't hear it specifically and straight from God. It was a spaklar yeshein meira. Maybe he could have reinterpreted it. That's why he's Avram's disayan and not Yitzchak's. And then he generalizes it. Throughout our lives, we go through these nisyonos. We, none of us have God's talking to us all the time. Throughout our lives, God's talking to us. Daily events in our life, we have to ask ourselves, why did that just happen to me? What is God trying to tell me? Nothing is coincidence. God is talking to each of us. But it's Aspaklar Yeshein Meira. Kultavar Shadam Pogesh Ro'el, Kultavar Tov Alotov, who Kriyaladam Ezekadosh Baruch our whole life is Hashem saying, do something. But we just don't know what He's saying. Who Hester Gadol? What does Hashem want from us? If we are not objective in our Avodas Hashem, but we're more like, oh, He doesn't really want me to do that. Why am I saying that? Because it's not comfortable for me. If we're not able to objectify what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants from us, so then, then it's not, we're not going to succeed in our own Akedis. Vaharbe at the end, Srichem Lachsho Bedvarim Elu, Veliros HaEmes, Makadosh Baruch Hu Rosa. We have to try to work so hard to take all the experiences in our life and to follow Avram Avinu. Because Avram Avinu gave us the ability to do it. I think we might have mentioned last year. I don't remember. If not, we'll mention it again. It's worth mentioning, related to this. The mission Perkeavos said there were ten generations from, no- from, from Noach to, to Abraham uh, to teach us, Kama, Erech, Apayim, etc., etc. And then the next mission says ten tests Avram Avinu went through. Rechaim Yvalanshin has the amazing diuk that the first Mishnah says ten generations from Noach to Abraham. Period. And list them. The next mission says Avram Avinu went through, Avram Avinu went through ten Nisyonos. He's only called Avinu in the second Mishnah, not in the first Mishnah. Why? What's the difference? It's Avram Avinu. Noach to Avram Avinu. So it says Rechaim Yivelajan, because what did the tests symbolize by Avram Avinu? Each of those tests were a test by the first Jew to implant in the DNA of every Jew the ability to pass the parallel test that they go through in their own lives. That's Avram Avinu. Regarding the Nisyonos, he's Avram Avinu. Okay, Noach to Avram. He said, no, he's Avraham. But regarding the Nisyonos, he's Avraham Avinu. Because he put it into our DNA to pass our Arkadis. And to pass, we spoke about it, we spoke about it to make, to make Aliyah. Everything. It's all about Avraham Avinu. So he did it. But that's our job. Our job is to try to do the best we can in terms of being objective and trying to really think clearly. Even though it's a Spaklar Yisha'ena we don't have a Nurum Batumim today. But hopefully... We work a little bit, and we focus. We could fulfill our own akedas and bez Hashem be to the to this basko atoyadati kirekel kimata. Now I know. Now I know each of you Jews that you are Yerushalmi. Okay, we'll stop here. Bez Hashem, we will continue uh, next Wednesday again. Back to Wednesday. Um, Chayisar.